Absolutely. And I, I love the fact that you say fire up because that's a great thing about us is that we have the power to stoke and build our own fire. And it's like we were talking about hard work is a wonderful thing and it's necessary and it's good for us. And I, my life fell apart because I thought that was the only thing I needed. And the breakthrough I had was this, it's that we need to be able to come from a place of stillness because if, if we don't create stillness first within the chaos, it doesn't matter how hard we work, we're, we're going to be lost within that chaos and we're going to keep running into the same problems over and over. So if we can sit down every day and just listen to our breathing and breathe a little bit deeper and relax our bodies a little bit more and almost feel like and see that there's a, a light of like the sun glowing in our bellies, we're stoking our own fire, we're creating our own stillness and if we can start our day from that place of stillness, all of a sudden we'll find our hard work starts to pay off. Life starts to go our way in little ways that start adding up to big ones. And we start to find that when we're hit with those challenges, even if we may not like them, from that place of stillness, we can learn and, and grow from them. Do you need encouragement to turn tragedies into your own triumphant life story? If so, this podcast is for you. Listen to powerful guests who have persevered through challenges so you can gain strength to build your championship life. The host of Professor of Perseverance podcast, Dr. James Perdue. Well, you have done it again, and I mean again, and I thank you again. You have now come again to the Professor of Perseverance podcast, where I am the Professor of Perseverance, Dr. James Perdue himself. Again, don't let that doctor stuff get in the way or anything. I, I can't write out prescriptions for you, but I can drive you to your local pharmacy to pick them up if you need me to. Hey, our show is meant to help inspire, motivate people that are struggling to help get out of their situation and move on to have a better life. Today, our guest, you won't believe this, but after dropping out of college, and a lot of people do that, okay, that's not the worst thing in the world, but he decided to start his own entrepreneur. Is that it? Spit it out. Okay, uh, but his dreams yet didn't quite go the way he wanted and kind of fell out. Worse than that, he spiraled into, into a debt, drank alcohol every morning with his Wheaties, felt lonely, lost, and hated himself. Man, after filing bankruptcy, spinning into a uh, spinning signs on a street corner, hey, that'd be fun though, okay? He actually ended up a few years later, he quadrupled his income, married the woman of his dreams, found happiness. He is the author of the book, The Standing Meditation. Welcome to the show today, Nate Rifkin. Thank you, sir. Thank you, James. I'm really honored to be here, and I hope, uh, hope what I have to share will really you know, help change some lives. And I hope so too. Yeah, that's what we're here for again. I'm looking at your book here. I got it on the 
Uh, of course, on podcast, you can't you can't see, it. but on the YouTube here, you can see it. And I love the uh, where you got the meditation and you got the roots coming you, from sir. the bottom. That is that is uh, that that stands out in its own self to let you know that you've got to be rooted into whatever your beliefs are and rooted into whatever it is to make you stand tall in life. Mm-hmm. That's that's a great idea. That, uh, whether you came up with it or someone else advised you. But it was a great idea for that. Oh, thank you, sir. Yeah, well, I mean, we could we could talk a lot, a lot about it more later. But you know, in the in the tradition I learned from, they they they're inspired by the tree, and the tree grows roots. You know, early in life when it gets started, and it lives for hundreds of years. So talk about perseverance. Oh yeah, and what's it? Uh, is it the bamboo that people are watering, 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 watering after they plant it? And then, but it don't start sprouting and growing until like seven years later. And I then know that. That's I cool. think it's the bamboo. I, I mean, I can go back and read. Well, I want to go back and research to be sure, but I think it's the bamboo. They plant it and people watering, watering. Of course, people going by going, what's he watering? And about seven years later, then all of a sudden, boom. And not that it just awesome. comes out, it, it grows. But it, it takes about seven years, I think it is, for that for a bamboo. So talking about some perseverance on both ends for yeah. someone to care for that seed to get it to grow. So yeah, perseverance. All right, Nate. Again, thank you for being here, man. Let's um let's uh, get in. Let's motivate and inspire people. Let's get them help them get out of a struggle. So now sure. you decide to drop out of college, yeah. start your own business, yeah, and let's go from there. Certainly. Well, you know, I was I was a young punk and I thought, you know, I could take on the world. Um, So, yeah, I did drop out of college because I thought and and I think I was right in this. I'm like, you know, if you want to start a business, if you want to be an entrepreneur or, or, you know, self-employed in some way, you might not need a college degree. I mean, it's it's it could be great if 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 it really helps with your profession. But if not, no one's going to like go around and be like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, let me let me. Let me see that degree. You know, what's up? No one's going to say that. So I figured that out. And I'm like, all right, I'm not going to wait around. I'm just going to get started right now. So on my own, I started studying like marketing and and writing, how to write an advertisement and how to like promote something online. And um, I partnered up with a couple of people who were kind of like experts in their field to like and to Together, we like made some products like in the health niche, like some fitness and yoga products. Um, and I had some hit or miss, hit or hit or miss success. And like I'd sell some and I had no business experience, though. I really didn't. And the misses started to like add up more than the hits. And I started like supporting the business on my credit cards. Like, you know, you might have heard the old story or been through this where it's like you you max out one credit card over here and it's just like, yeah, okay, I'll, uh, I'll pay the minimums on that. Let me get this credit card rolling over here. And I started doing the thing where it's just like, when that bill would come in the mail, I would put uh, another envelope. Oh, look, I would just fall. I would just drop another envelope on top of the bill and the bill would disappear. And I just wouldn't, That's right. think, wouldn't think about it. Yeah. I would not suggest that as a long-term strategy, but that's what that's I right. did. That's what I did. So, I mean, I started getting deeper and deeper and deeper into debt. Um, And I was really depressed. Like, I was alone. Because on top of this, like, the one thing I had going for me is that I really was focused on succeeding eventually. And I did want to be some kind of a business owner 
But man, I was, I was sad. I was a socially awkward person. I was isolated. It kind of helped me focus on the business, but I, I felt really terrible. And as the business started going bad and started getting to more debt and I felt more and more lonely, um, I started to get more sad and I started to drink alcohol every morning because I'm just like, if I fill up my glass with like three fingers of vodka and an energy drink on top of that, mix them together, that felt great. It could get me through the day. Uh, I was in a pretty rough spot. So um, fortunately, I had one teacher who kind of got me more in touch with uh, the spiritual side of things. Um, and he he was really passionate about a spiritual tradition called Taoism. Um, I, the way I like to put it is this, like if you've ever seen Star Wars, Yoda was a Taoist. Like whoever helps George Lucas with that script um, was, was definitely in, tapped into some cool spiritual stuff when they like wrote the character Yoda. So I started learning about like meditation and I was so bitter and jaded at this point because I tried a lot of self-help stuff. Like I tried the goal setting, the visualization, the positive thinking and affirmations and my life. And I really tried. I really, really tried. And my life was getting worse and worse. And I never like achieved a single goal that I, I set out to do. I'd like write them down. I even had like a vision board and all that. I like, uh, if, if anyone ever came over to my condo, I like hide the vision board. I was so embarrassed about it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you, so you, you're going, you were going what they say that the whole nine yards, yeah. uh, you drunk the Kool-Aid of this and you fell yes. for the whole mindset. This is, you know, what people teach to do. And so really you, 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 you went for it. All in, all or nothing at, at this point. I Yeah, I really did. And it, it was straight up the whole like, you know what? Visualize yourself like in in your man, dream mansion home and stuff. And, and, you know, and if you don't make it, it's your fault. And you need to like give me more money so I can coach you even more. It was like that kind of a deal. Um, and I just thought I can make this work. Well, I was missing a lot of stuff. So. Uh, eventually when I, when I started like actually exploring more instead of like, you know, just struggling harder and setting goals and feeling bad about myself, I started adding in a lot more meditation into the mix. Um, and I started to feel better. Now my life was still a mess, but I started to feel better and other people, this is where I knew I was onto something is when other people started picking up on the difference because they didn't know I was meditating, but they sensed something was different. So uh, like acquaintances of mine would be like, you know, Nate, you're looking more confident. I was like, this is key because this means it's not just in my head. Something's going on. It's something good. So I had an experience where, I mean, I would do the, like a, a, a meditation and I started feeling like my body was glowing. Like I felt really, really good. And it, it was such a profound experience for me and everything else in my life was going so horribly that I decided to dedicate my life to learning about this stuff. Um, so talk, I, 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 I love the fact that you show for, focus on perseverance because the story does not have that instant Disney happy ending for me. Cause mm -hmm. so I started the, when I started meditating, I realized something. 
I was feeling so good. Like I would get up in the morning, I'd meditate. And then I would go drink my vodka. Like I didn't stop. I still drank. But the thing was, I started feeling into how like I'm feeling pretty good from this meditation. This is it's nice. Like I'm really glad I started adding in this this spiritual component to my life. And and then I go take a drink and be like, well, I feel a bit better. I still feel good, but it's almost like the feeling I get from meditating is catching up to the alcohol. And one day I drank the alcohol and I didn't feel any better. I just felt drunk. So I'm like, I wonder what's going to happen. Within a day or two, I was feeling so good from meditating that when I took a drink of that drink of vodka, I actually felt a little bit worse. So after that day, I, I stopped drinking. I, I kept the vodka in my freezer untouched. The only time I ever touched it again was when I, I moved out of the condo, like, oh, I don't know, it was like a year, I forget, like a year later. And I just, I, I poured it down the drain. Um, so I knew something really good was going on and I was feeling a lot better. But the trouble was um, I had a falling out with the guy I was learning from. He kicked me out of like his group where he was teaching business and marketing and, and meditating and all that. And I felt really scared because once again, I was on my own. I was alone. And all the acquaintances I and, and kind of friendships I developed were, were through him. So I was really scared. And I was in so I was still in so much debt that um, I realized two things. One, I had to get a day job. And two, um, I might have to go bankrupt. So, uh-huh. yeah, and, and I dropped out of college. So I'm like, think, and this is like, it wasn't quite 2008. It was after, but the 2008 like financial meltdown was still pretty like recent. So I'm like, the economy's not great. I dropped out of college. I got some like marketing chops, but it's like, I don't have a resume. What am I going to do? So I went on Craigslist and I looked under the tab. I still remember the tab general labor because I'm looking so, uh, so I'm not an accountant. I don't have, I'm not, I don't have yep. a nursing degree. So I look at a general labor and I find like some ads. One of them was for like full-time work. I'm like, good. So 10, it starts at 10 bucks an hour. It's like, well, that covers, that covers food. That could cover yep, my rent. That's right. And you that can take listen, care of the basics, takes care of the basics. And and as I'm glad you mentioned that because I, I was pretty arrogant in my younger years because I thought, oh, I'm going to like strike it rich. This is going to be great. It's my life started really getting a lot better when my focus was on, hey, let's take care of those basics. Let's get all that covered so that instead of being fearful all the time and desperate, you can be you can work from a more creative spot. So I, I kind of had to learn this the hard way. So. It turns out the job was waving around a sign on the street corner, wearing a costume. I'm like, I'm like, this is at this point, like I'm learning enough and I'm growing enough as a person to be like, this is great. I'm like, this is perfect for my development. I mean, talk about like just stripping away the ego and the rigidity. It's just like, you know what? This is where life has taken me. I'm thinking, I'm thinking this is going to be very humbling yeah. Oh, it was, you know, yeah. you, you like to say with the, the uh, arrogance, the egotistics, you know, the, the way you were and, and stuff like that and uh, spending on a spree. And now you're having to really humble yourself. Oh yeah. To be able I, to live. Yeah. 
Yes, sir. And I remember the interview because there there was an interview. I, call, I I answered the ad and they called me up a little bit later. It's like, oh, yeah, come on in. The interview was like consisted of asking if I could show up during the hours. And the guy looks at me, he's like, you're, you're OK. We're in costumes, right? And I'm just like thinking to myself, this is beautiful. This is perfect. This is what my life has come to. And I, and I said, yes, yes, I can wear a costume. And I did. Uh-huh. I mean, but it was a great job because I'm on that street corner waving a sign. I don't have to think that much. I can listen to audiobooks. I listen to the Steve Jobs biography, like George Washington. It was really cool. And sometimes music. And my whole world just shrank to that. So I could start reflecting on what did I do wrong all these years? Like, how did I get, not, not in a blaming way, but just like, let me figure it out. So instead of like going to uh, yet another self-help course, I started asking myself questions. And I realized like the process of just asking myself questions about what are my strengths and weaknesses? How, you know, what's, what are my best opportunities both now and the long term? What can I do daily to make my situation better? That was way more valuable than, um, plunking down more money on, on yet another like seminar or set of CDs back in the day when we still had CDs. Um, so I, I, I thought I was just going to do that job for like three months just to get back on my feet. Well, that turned into a lot longer process. And during that, I, I, as much as I tried to pay the minimum payments on like the debt I owed, the math just didn't work. I just couldn't do it. Um, so I did file for a bankruptcy chapter seven, total personal bankruptcy. Um, and that was, that was a trip of an experience. Like I, you know, I, I like sat in front of the, the judge and, you know, I had to, you know, disclose all my financials and stuff and they saw what a mess everything was. Um, so I got my bankruptcy. And even after that, there is still some IRS debt that I could not discharge. I still owed it. So I walked out of that bankruptcy meeting with that on my financial permanent record, or at least for like the next 10 years or whatever. Uh I was a sign spinner and I still had tens of thousands of dollars of IRS debt hanging over my head. So I ended up working at that job for three years, roughly. Yeah. Three months to three years. Three months to three years. So yeah. I just can't because everything like I tried to like, oh, no, three months I'll be done. It's like, well, no, I have to like get some kind of a business venture going. And I just, you know, this stuff takes a while and I just couldn't do it fast. But the good news is I kept on thinking like, well, where where am I being kind of led? Where's the opportunity going here? And I eventually actually talked my way into a promotion where I took over the company's marketing. Um. So I think I got $12 an hour for that, but there it was cool. It, it was, it was a great experience of, of, of realizing. Cause when I was younger, I'm like, man, I'm unemployable. I can't be employed. I gotta be a business owner. Well, I learned that I could be actually a really great, valuable, helpful employee. And it started with just showing up on time and doing the work. And when you're a sign spinner, your competition is usually, I mean, when I mean competition, like my other other applicants, other employees who could take my job, they're just people who could barely even show up on time. They just didn't care. So I stood out. Um, and I and I the the higher ups in the company found 
like they we they developed a trust in me. So I, I actually took a lot of pride in that. So it was almost like getting to start my adult life over. I moved into the cheapest condo I could find. Um, and my rent was covered by my salary or my, my hourly pay. So was my food, my gas, and my... And I realized as I lived this way, I could actually put away $30 a week. $30 a week I put away. Um, and I said to myself every time, it's like, it's not about the amount. It's the fact that I'm actually able to save money. I'm building wealth. Something. It may, Yeah, it may be 30 bucks a week, but I'm building wealth. And I even gave like $30 to some some charities if I could like find a good one. Um, and and things start to shift when I started saving money. Like my car used to break down pretty regularly, but it started breaking down less often. Somehow I was always able to kind of afford um, whatever repairs were needed. So I'll, I'll keep this, I'll try and wrap this up. Sure. I know I've been rambling, but no, you're uh, doing great. You're doing good. Again, okay, it's your, cool. it's your platform. I'm just sitting here helping. All right, All right cool. But uh, to, to the, sh- the short end to the story part of this is that um, after three years, the, the company I worked for went bankrupt. Um, so I went bankrupt. And then three yeah, years later, the company look what I worked you done for, to them. I, I know. I know. No, I tell you, it was, I could prevent it. Cause like they, they expanded way too quickly. Um, and some of it, it was like, they had several retail locations. And I mean, I, I was the guy that actually they told to start shutting down the stores one person, like one landlord wouldn't even let the company out of a lease. So they sued the owner and, and, and got $30,000 withdrawn from his bank account. Like the owner told me, he's like, I was crying at my office at night. And I was wondering if I was going to have to padlock the stores and disappear. Um, so yeah, we eventually closed down so many stores that the owners decided, all right, I, I can't take the same. I'm moving back to, I think it was, uh, well, I think it was Florida. Um, this is in Colorado. So mm-hmm. I eventually I was one of the last employees to march out the back door. So again, it was this humbling experience because in my younger mind, it's like, well, you know, when it comes to business, you can solve any problem with, with marketing or advertising. It's like, well, there I was at the helm of that business. And it, it doesn't matter how good the marketing is if there's a sudden shift like say, oh, I don't know, nationwide lockdowns or something like that, that just decimates an industry. Um, it, it's, it's, so I, I started learning more about how it's not about me and my willpower and I can overcome anything. It's more about uh, combining that perseverance with rolling with the punches and, and being yes. more flexible. So I I was right back to where I started in terms of my career. I'm like, all right, back on, I know it works back on Craigslist. So I got a job loading trucks and it, it, it paid a little bit better, but it was brutal. I mean, they were, they were a bit understaffed. So it was like 12 hour shifts. The good news is it was only four days a week, but it was backbreaking labor. Um, and I was kind of panicking cause I'm like, I can't, I just can't mentally and physically handle this long term. But the good part was all throughout this process, I was trying to like meet other people and network and, and, and see if I could like land some contract work, like writing for companies or something like that. Yep. And I had one person who finally like 
I I built a, a relationship with him because I would I would learn from him and he was also a, like a teacher of marketing. And I was like one of the few students of his that would constantly come back and be like, hey, I, I did what you said. I tried it out. Here are my results. And he he took mental note of that. So eventually, and this is like spring 2014, he tells me, I, I actually wrote him a letter. Um, if, if, I, if you really want to get deep in the weeds, uh, I mean, I'll, I'll tell you a crazy experience where I woke up one morning and this is, this is early, well, more winter 2014. And I had a funny feeling. And by the way, all throughout this process, I'm doing my daily meditation. It's like the lighthouse of my life. It's the one pillar keeping me going. Mm-hmm. So I had a funny feeling that morning and I look at my bank account got overdrawn by like 120 or $132. And I, and I realized I had almost bounced a check. So they overdrew my account and then they hit me with those overdraw overdraft oh, yes. fees. Oh yes. Yeah. I called up my bank and I'm like, okay, I, I messed up. I understand one overdraft fee for like 30 bucks. You hit me with like four of them in one day. And a guy said, I still remember to this day, I, I ended up speaking to the manager and he's like, as a courtesy, we'll remove one of them. Oh, thank you for the help. Thank Yeah. I, and I started crying and I, I said, I, through tears, I said, thank you. And I just hung up and I cried for like 60 seconds. And then this like feeling came over me. It's like, I got to do something. I need to, I need to do something. So I, I remembered this person I've been learning from and I decided I'm going to send this guy uh, a message, not just an email. I'm going to write him a letter because that would actually have, I knew it would have more impact on the guy. So I wrote him a letter and I asked him like, could you subcontract some marketing or advertising or writing work to me? It's win-win. You get to spend more time getting better clients, bigger clients, I'll do the work. You know, I'll be cheap. <laughs> I was like, I'll be honest. And um, I sent him this letter and he actually gave me a call and said, hey, you know what? I'll, uh, I'll I'll see if I have some work lined up. I'll see what I can do. I was like, well, at least I'm getting a ball rolling. Well, mm-hmm. a f- yeah, a few months later, that turned into something where he introduced me to a company that was looking to hire and recommended me. And recommended me very highly and told him, was like, look, I've worked with a lot of people. This is the guy who's really stuck with it and keeps coming back and doing what he says he'll do. And because of that kind of personal extra recommendation, this company hired me. I quit my job, gave him two weeks notice, um, and I actually drove across the country to the East Coast and I started working there. Um, and that was 2014. And in the months after that, that turned into a career that turned into me being able to be self-employed. And I just, I just kept on adding to that. And that's how I got my life back together. And a a short time after that, I was able to write the IRS a check, pay off my debt uh, because I was still living extremely frugally. And then um, I eventually moved back to Colorado and I'm still self-employed to this day. And three years ago, I met the love of my life. And I've just I, I've been working on myself ever since, and and I wrote a book about it, and that's what I decided I, I really need to tell the story, and that's why that's how I got here. The book will be called the Standing Meditation. So yeah. 
again, uh, I, I just when I first saw the saw your book cover, I was thinking, man, the root the roots coming out of there. I love the roots. Demonstrates, I mean, using the word "stand," but stands for so much to under you know to understand all that. So it's it's a great metaphor right there with that. So, Thank you. all right, hey, now a couple of things here. Go back away, go back way back early in your story about the dropping out of school. Yeah. Um, I, I'm firm, especially today. Especially today, it may not been as prevalent uh, when you quit, but especially today. People can start and earn a good living without a degree if they mm-hmm. know what they're doing on the internet, find their own marketing niche and all that stuff. They get all that figured out. They can they can they can get a good living from the internet nowadays. You don't need a degree. For sure. Now, obviously there's jobs that requires a degree, but if you're gonna do that, you gotta go do that. So, yeah, uh, but yeah, there's, there's, and then second thing is I wished when I was going to college that part of the requirements, because I, I, I never thought of it until I started trying to do my own business, uh, but I wished I would have took classes in business and marketing as a backup. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't be so far behind when I did st- come to start my own speaking business and things like that. So I, so yeah. I think it ought to be a, a requirement that I know you have electives so where you get to pick and choose, but I think cause people, people usually pick and choose what they're interested in anyway. So yeah. I think it ought to be requirements that you have to take, I don't know, four or five business classes. So you in case you ever decide to do this, You've got a, a, a start. Yeah, I totally agree. You remind me of um, uh, my brother. God, I mean, this is like twenty years ago or so. He he gave me the advice. He was just like you. He said exactly what you said. It's like just take all the cool electives. You know, okay, get the degree, but take really cool. Just take this really neat stuff you're interested in. And I somewhat listened to him. I actually I, I dropped in on a couple of business. I went to UMass Amherst. And I dropped in on a couple of business classes there. I even saw, I heard a guest presentation. I don't know if you remember. Do you remember the XFL? Like, I mean, oh yes, um, yeah, yes. Oh, I, yes. There's a yeah. There's a guest speaker who like helped develop the XFL, and, and I got to listen to that. It was, was kind of cool. Oh, wow. and if anyone, yeah, yeah, if anyone does know the XFL, is like Vince McMahon's. Like, he oh, tried yeah. to t- start his own football league. It was it was kind of <laughs> neat. Oh, I thought it was so funny. The instead of having a coin flip to see who's going to kick off. They started at the end zone and run right. through the 50 yard line and whoever gets the ball gets the ball yeah. first. It's, yeah. It's kind of cool. I mean, yeah, the guy even said, he's like, if you just given us another season, I bet we would have taken off. It's like, uh, Oh, maybe, I don't know. He was, he was yeah, pretty optimistic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, that's, yeah, that, that's amazing. So, but, but, uh, so get into, just get into your, your meditation is really taking off. You you give it that as a very key instru- instrumental to your growth and getting your life back and your business going. So how did you come across in the this this type of meditation and you know how to go from there? 
Well, you know, it, it was really cool because I was I was learning marketing from somebody and he happened to be really into it. Um, and he knew I was struggling. So he was he was kind of a, someone who never really talked about his kind of more meditative practices, but he could see there is a need there. So he um, he taught the the it wasn't just me. It was like there was a class of us. So he taught us all how to do it. And I kind of. I felt very drawn to it. I'm like, because I heard stories of like, like from Taoism, like these cool enlightened masters would do meditation in caves and stuff. And they'd eventually like live for really long lives. And I'm like, I was in my uh, probably earlier mid twenties at this point. I'm like, that's cool. Like it appealed to my ego. It really did. Mm -hmm. It's like, I don't, I don't want the, like the, the wimpy, like boring, this is, this is just in my mind, the wimpy, boring meditation. I want the hardcore stuff. I want the cool, like secret stuff. Yes, so, and I'm really glad like things happen as they did because that attitude kind of um, got me hooked on it. I mean, it got me into it. So I'm really, I'm really grateful for that. And I started when I learned like meditating, I, 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 I fell into I didn't, I didn't really get it at the time, but I fell into a really healthy habit because I started with just 60 seconds. That's it. One minute. Um, and I, I even had like a timer on my uh, laptop where I just, I click it and then I'd, I'd start. And then that was day one, 60 seconds. Day two, I added five seconds. So I did 65 seconds. And then day three, 70 seconds. So, and, and I kept going. Now, eventually it's like the days went by and I got really comfortable with it. I'm like, well, okay, I'll add 10 seconds, 30 seconds. So I started with just, instead of being like, all right, let me try this once and, and see how it feels and, and judge it instantly. I'm like, let me add a little bit of this to my daily routine. So that's that's kind of how I got started. It's like and I'll and I chose when to do it. I was like, I'll do it after I take a shower. So in the morning or I mean, at that point, my life is kind of a mess. So maybe it was like in the afternoon. <laughs> Depends when I rolled out of bed. But that's I chose a time within my schedule that I do it. And it was more I didn't really get it at the time, but it was more important for me to develop the daily practice than it was to do like a lot at a time or even five minutes, 60 seconds. And then after I did this for many days, um, I, I, my brain had rewired itself to, to make that a habit. It was within my comfort zone to do that. So it was, it would actually be uncomfortable for me to stop. So that's, that's kind of how I made it part of how I got into it, how I made it a, a part of my life. And the, uh, cause I, I tell those people, whether you want to call it, meditation or if somebody else wants to call it praying or wherever you know we've need to have time for ourselves to collect our own thoughts to collect our mo emotions to collect uh, our stress levels to collect everything and just get into calmness again whether you're want to pray through it visualize through it meditation whatever you want to call it it's all it's all basically going to go through the same thing. Now, I'm sure there's different paths, different highs and lows or whatnots, or however you have you're doing, however you feel about it. 
So, but I, but we we all got to be able to take some time for ourselves away from the world and everyone else, just so we can find ourselves and give ourselves a little break from everything. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, it is. It's like finding stillness within the chaos, um, and oftentimes it really comes down to you have to be able to create that stillness in the chaos because. If you can't, this is what I found. I could work as hard as possible. But if I wasn't coming from that place where I could create my own mental and physical and emotional and spiritual stillness, um, all my actions, it's like it's like working with a broken compass. It doesn't matter how hard you row, you can't outrow a broken compass. So that's I I didn't get that. And I didn't have the language for that. Um, but, but yeah, that's, yeah. And like you said, there's, there's different paths. The, the way my teachers actually, actually like to describe it is that like, imagine a mountain, there's many different paths up the mountain. And when you start at the bottom, those paths could be on the other side of the mountain. But as you get closer to the top, all the paths get closer and closer together and there, and it's all going to the same place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's a good, that's a good way to look at that. I never thought of it that way. So thank you for sharing that. That's a great way to look at that. Different paths and as the mountain, you're getting up higher and higher and you're getting closer to the top and top. Then you can see all this intertwining yeah. together. And so, yeah, that's, that's a great uh, thought. I, I never, never thought of, of that. So that's pretty cool. Thank you for sharing that. Oh, so, my pleasure. Yeah. So, all right. Now, so, so you started off, a minute with your meditation, you were building up uh, integrals. So now, but now what's your typical meditation first thing in the morning? Oh, uh, today, today it's a lot different. Um, well, I, I actually, I want to say it's not a lot different. I've built, I've built on it. So today um, I'm actually studying um, to get my doctorate in Chinese energetic medicine. And I'm also studying to become uh, a Taoist priest. So today I do a lot more, but it's kind of like, it's almost, you could say my job to do so. Um, uh, so, but I always stick to the same, they actually the same practice that I started back when I was uh, drinking every morning and on my way to a bankruptcy. Um, I get up, um, shower. I mean, today I'll, I'll, I'll like, you know, you know, kiss my wife. Good morning, get up, take a shower. And then, I mean, I'll make some tea, but then it is straight to my office. Uh, I'll close the door and I'll, I'll begin my uh, meditation routine. And I'll I'll, use, I'll do a lot of the Taoist tradition has a lot of like cool exercises where you sometimes you're just very still and quiet. Sometimes you're actually um, using the sound of your own voice um, to create like a uh, a sound resonance that helps like calm yourself Um Actually, yeah, I mean, in popular culture, you've, you've probably even seen it. You'll see monks like going like, oh, and stuff like that. Yeah, well, that's, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. the, there's there's a whole sort of like um, there, there's a reason. Well, there's no, there's no there's no one way of doing this. And yeah. Like you said, there's different paths, different ways. Yeah. And so you find which one or multiples that, like you said, for you, that is best for you. Yeah. Because yeah. if, if it's best for you, it's keeping you entertained, keeping you healthy, you then you're going to stick with it. If you're not getting anything out of it, then get out of that one and try something different. Yeah, exactly. Like, again, my teachers like to say, it's like, well, what, you know, what, 
what are you getting from it? It's it's constantly putting what you're doing to the test because ultimately it it's 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 got to serve a, pur- a purpose in your life. So constantly hold, kind of almost holding its holding it accountable and being like, is is this practice really helping me out? And if not, that's okay. I'll I'll try something else. And and that's how I start. I do that before I I really do any work um, because again, it's like setting up that compass. Um, and I'll, and I'll do a little bit at, at night too. Those are kind of like, I really love those two times. It's like bookending your day. That I was going to ask, uh, is, was, do you just morning only or multiple times during the day? Or like you said, the bookends start your day, end your day. Yeah. I, I really like doing that because it can set you up for a more refreshing sleep and you're not taking, if, if someone, you know, it was a downer during the day or rattled you. Um, you had some experiences that kind of kind of threw you off your game for a bit. If you do a little bit at night, it's a great way of sort of washing that off of you so you can have like a more restorative sleep. So I, that, that, I really like those two times. It's almost like a warm up and a cool down for life. I, I really like especially reading before I go to bed. Yeah, because now my mind when I'm sleeping is kind of working on what I read and help keeping me positive and stuff like that as well. So, yeah. All right. Uh, hey, now, uh, so one thing I caught here, uh, should I interrupt you, but uh, I noticed a big difference in that, what you may have been talking about with your, with your meditation and stuff. You said uh, now wake up and give your wife a kiss. So you put your wife, your lips on your wife, Whereas before you would wake up and you're putting your lips on your alcohol. That's right. So now you've got your (laughs) own different type of uh, high or meditation. I'm not meditation, but high or drunkenness. Drunkenness (laughs) is your wife. So I was correlating the two there. You you got your lips on something different that gave you the same effect. It, it, I could end up just as inebriated, but yes, that's, that's right. I'll, so. But I'll take I'll take the difference, and I cannot wait for her to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I, I'm glad that uh, you you've come on and sharing here because I yeah. mean this is a this has been a blessing because uh, I don't know a lot about meditation. Again, I do my part as what I call again praying and doing my little yeah. daily devotionals, whatnot, and then spending time with myself and with God and and. I mean, this, this is meditation different than exactly the praying, but again, somewhere along the path, like you said, they're good. They're intertwining. So Absolutely. again, we're speaking with speaking with uh, Nate Rifkin, okay, Rifkin, and yeah. the standing meditation. So Nate, if you can go ahead and tell us socially, how can people find you, and how can they get a a book if they desire if they desire. Well, I really appreciate that. Um, I've I've got a website where I, I love writing, and I'm I'm always you know posting something new. So that's at it's just my name NateRifkin.com. So N-A-T-E-R-I-F-K-I-N.com. Um, and it, it, my book, the website for that is TheStandingMeditation.com. So it's just the title, um, and it's on Amazon. So you know you can you can find it there. And I'll be sure to put these links in the show notes oh, and description to make it easier for people to, to find you as well. 
All right, Nate, we're going to wrap it up here, and I appreciate you coming again. Now, we know there's people struggling today. I asked people to finish off with this. So if you can give some type of fire me up, powerful medita- uh, meditation, fire me up, positive message that can help someone get through today, please go ahead and share that with us. Absolutely. And I, I love the fact that you say fire up because that's the great thing about us is that we have the power to stoke and build our own fire. And it's like we were talking about hard work is a wonderful thing and it's necessary and it's good for us. And I, my life fell apart because I thought that was the only thing I needed. And the breakthrough I had was this, it's that we need to be able to come from a place of stillness because if, if we don't create stillness first within the chaos, it doesn't matter how hard we work, we're, we're going to be lost within that chaos and we're going to keep running into the same problems over and over. So if we can sit down every day and just listen to our breathing and breathe a little bit deeper and relax our bodies a little bit more and almost feel like and see that there's a, a light of like the sun glowing in our bellies, we're stoking our own fire, we're creating our own stillness and if we can start our day from that place of stillness, all of a sudden we'll find our hard work starts to pay off. Life starts to go our way in little ways that start adding up to big ones. And we start to find that when we're hit with those challenges, even if we may not like them, from that place of stillness, we can learn and and grow from them. Exactly. We don't have to love the situations we go through, but we need to uh, uh, accept it as soon as we can to to be able to move forward. So the longer we stay in denial, the longer it's uh, to get out of it and move forward. So, yeah. Nate, thank you again for being here. Anybody that comes in on the replay, hey, thank you again. Be sure to share us out again. You don't have to go through an alcoholic drunk and bankruptcy to be able to share this out. You don't have to be a spinal cord injury like me. The message and providing hope is is there for everyone. So you know someone struggling, this can help with, be sure to share it with them, please. And also you can go to my website, professorofperseverance.com, and I have a free mini course along with a free ebook to sign up for, and it's called Your Past doesn't have a future, but you do. Create your future today and then see if you can use that to help you move forward in life as well. Thank you, everyone. Hey, do something today, tomorrow, something next week that's going to help you persevere past your... Thanks for listening to the Professor of Perseverance podcast. For motivation, inspiration, and encouragement. For more information, go to Facebook at Professor of Perseverance. Visit the website at ProfessorofPerseverance.com and view the YouTube channel, Dr. James Perdue, Professor of Perseverance.